Hi listeners, today we round up our series of bonus podcast episodes that have aimed to celebrate and elevate female voices during Women's History Month. It's been so interesting and inspiring to hear from female individuals who work across the board within the influencer marketing space about their passions, influences and goals for the future. To complete the bonus series, I chatted with Charlie Booth, Influencer Partnerships Director at Engage Hub. Like our guest Sedge Beswick, who we spoke to earlier in the month, Charlie was also featured on the Talking Influence 50 list in 2021. Charlie joined Engage Hub in 2016 as an intern, but in the past year alone, she has gone from Influencer Manager to Influencer Partnerships Director, securing two promotions. At the start of 2020, she was managing a team of two. This has gone up to a team of seven, with another six more expected to join. Charlie's contribution to the industry throughout the past year has been incredible, and it was a pleasure to learn more about her journey and her influences. Thank you so much for joining me today, Charlie. It's an absolute pleasure to have you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. Of course. Um, if it's all right with you, we will jump straight into the questions. Yes, of course. Wonderful. So let's start off by discussing your first experience of influence, um, perhaps the first person or experience that influenced you in your life. Yeah, I mean, I was racking my brains kind of thinking about this because obviously I wanted to be able to give some good answers, but it's quite hard when you think, because when you think of influence now, you obviously think of it in terms of like influencers, celebrities and whatnot. But back there when I was younger, it's it's kind of hard to like answer that question. I think you just have to say the cliche thing of your family or your mom, don't you? <laughs> or your friends and the people around you. I did have something funny though. I re- remembered I was obsessed with Miley Cyrus when I was younger and I still am really. And like Hannah Montana, I remember she influenced me a few times. I really wanted to go blonde when I was younger and I think she was the catalyst for that when I eventually did. But that's the only thing I can really think of is just idolising people, I suppose, and then influences around me in my day to day life. Yeah, definitely. Miley Cyrus was an influence for me. <laughs> I think it was one of the first concerts that I ever went to. And I thought it was incredible. Yeah, loved it. And that oh. was that was me from then on. And I thought, oh, perhaps I can live a double life as well. You know, yes. Hannah Montana vibes. <laughs> Literally, I pulled the wig off and someone else the next day. <laughs> Love it. So like you said, obviously it's difficult to sort of think back to those external influences now that we have this idea in our head of um, influence as in influence marketing and influences we see online. So in regards to that, can you remember the first thing that you purchased because you were influenced by an influencer to do so? So I can't remember the first thing, but I do think it will have been back when YouTube was like a real thing when YouTube influencers were like absolute top of the game and it will have been a beauty product you know like one of the I remember Maybelline lipsticks went viral or something because of Zoella back in the day it will have been a makeup product or something like that um, from the YouTube community because that's where I first started being influenced really was on YouTube when I was really young Um, I was really really keen in you know American YouTubers the beauty side of it um you know all those lifestyle vlog squads and things like that that was a real big thing for me when I was quite young so that's definitely where it started for me within makeup probably absolutely I I was the same I was discussing this question with my colleagues in the office um yeah 
I was planning the questions and it's funny you say about it might have been the Maybelline product because yeah. the um one of my colleagues in the room automatically said mine was Maybelline baby lips yes yeah. oh, I remember the baby yeah. lips yeah <laughs> the funky funky colored packaging yes. it was probably a couple of pounds so it was within reach for us oh yeah definitely to be making those purchases and oh god yeah. yeah gosh that was that was a time and trust me I had every single makeup product that yeah. Zoella and Tanya Bear were sharing on there oh and, yeah I know that yeah. was a yeah that was an era definitely <laughs> so as as you began to sort of enter your adult life and begin thinking about your career prospects and what you were going to do professionally what were some of your influences um in regards to your career progression so I was kind of again racking my brains and really thinking deep into this one because for me I do want to be totally transparent with this question is that my career was I didn't really know where I was going and then obviously the where I am now and the role that I'm in now has kind of come about in like a a really beautiful like what's meant to be will be sort of thing um my initial thing obviously many years ago when I graduated now I wanted to get into marketing I was really keen to get into marketing I just didn't really know much about it because obviously influencer wasn't a thing back then um in terms of um profiting off of it and turning it into an actual um career so I think initially it was meeting Ray, the founder of the agency. Um, he obviously took me on as an intern six years ago um, and has kind of like mentored me from there into what I am now. So he was definitely one of the biggest professional influences for me for my career. Amazing. Yeah, like exactly like you said, probably it's only the people that are coming to university in their studies now that yeah. uh that might be aspiring that they know that they want to a career in influence marketing yeah like a few like five years ago or so when you or i graduated yeah wouldn't it that wouldn't have been a consideration that we would have been able to get a career in what we were yeah. interested in yeah and it's really exciting that people are able to goal now it's crazy isn't it like it's bizarre how it happened because I started in social media and worked there for in that department for a year and then me and Ray I was obviously obsessed with bloggers and YouTubers and me and Ray kind of came together um and said let's build a service around it let's let's do influence marketing and we were one of the first agencies to start doing it um you know alongside the other massive players now who are out there um doing incredible campaigns as well um and we kind of came together and built this service from scratch. And it was probably one of the most character building and career developing things I've ever done is, is launching a service into the business and obviously growing it to what it is now. And the fact that people can actually come out of uni now and be like, I want to work in this industry or I want to work in that department and things like, like I said, it's just incredible how it's progressed over like such a short space of time. Yeah, it's super exciting. And you guys are expanding and doing lots yeah. of cool stuff and something I was interested to ask a little bit more about is obviously you guys are doing the four day week yes. is a, a conversation that's happening across many industries what, yeah. was your, what was the company's motivation behind doing that and how yeah 
feel that that benefits you guys? So one of the things that like I love about Engage Hub is the fact that Ray, the founder, is really, really passionate about staff welfare. Um, and for the four-day work we came from that, um, he wanted people to feel more creative, feel more inspired. And he actually brought in the four-day work week before this trial thing started happening across the country, which is just kind of shows like that forward thinking that he's got, which I really admire. Um, we brought it in on a trial in Q2 of last year and it got made permanent in Q1 this year when we came back in January. Um, we've been studying it. So the agency director and the people from the um, head of people department have been studying like uh, productivity, creativity, um, the output of work, the stresses. So there's lots of things that we've put in to assess how it's worked for the business. And it's only ever really been positive results from it. So that's why we want to implement it and keep it as like a permanent thing at the business. Um, it's just been fantastic. I can see it with my team, like morale is better. Everybody has an extra day to be able to get those little errands and things done. And then they have the weekend for themselves to enjoy and people come back in refreshed. But it doesn't really seem to have any negative effect in the business because it's all on a rolling rotor. So it's not like we work four days and shut down on the fifth. There's either a chunk of people off on a Wednesday or off on a Friday and it switches so that there's always people in five days a week from all the teams. So there's never um, any issues for the client either because they they obviously all know that we do four days, but it doesn't impact their workload or their campaigns, which is brilliant. Yeah, that's really interesting. I was going to ask actually how, yeah. the, how the four days look and obviously you say it, you sort of rotate between having a Wednesday yeah. or a Friday so that the the office the office isn't just open four days a week you still yeah. roll everybody else would and have yeah. that freedom and I think all of us could do with that extra bit of time to run those yeah. errands washing shopping and all of all of those things to be able to properly enjoy a weekend and like yeah you you know your workload and you know what you yeah. need to get done. So it's great that you're able to manage your workload into four days and your well yeah. benefits from it. Yeah, um, it's been fantastic. Definitely um, an incredible improvement for the agency, like team-wide, like everybody benefits from it. Definitely, it's, it's brilliant. So looking forward to the future then, obviously you've had these these growths and these new things implemented what are you looking forward to in the future um in regards to your professional life your personal life and what are some of the motivators and goals behind those things um yeah so for me it's just I'm just so excited to see where the agency goes over like the next five years obviously I've been there now six so taking it to the next step like the expansion the growth that we've got planned for this year is insane um like the headcount on my team has already tripled in the last few months so just that's where I'm looking forward to is just being able to grow the agency take it to the next step and some big big thing for me that I really want to implement and in, including like my personal life and how I blend that in with work is like all about data and learnings I'm really really passionate about like consumer psychology and how influencers and um, other methods of marketing kind of affect that and what we can do to learn from the data that's really something that I want to implement moving forward with my career is make everything really data driven because sometimes influence marketing can be quite um can be quite vague and um, it can be quite like vanity metric driven so like how many followers have they got 
and how many likes do they get on a post it's more about like what's the connection with their audience testing strategies for targeting people and how we can adapt that and take learning to future campaigns that's where I want to keep driving the current campaigns that we've got and future ones to be just super data-led yeah I think that's certainly a conversation that's coming up a lot more now about the data and yeah. metrics behind influencer marketing as yeah. you say it began with just likes and followers and yeah necessarily be able to measure the true success of a campaign it was more yeah. just, oh that got quite a lot of likes so that's that's quite good but yeah. now there's definitely more um discussion into the metrics that we can measure yes. and understand true success with yeah. marketing campaigns and it's yeah gaining gaining more sort of traction and entering the affiliate and performance space and being recognized as yeah exactly and it's it's about the consumer journey as well it's it, we've gone past the days now of, of somebody posting something and everybody immediately going and buying it there's a lot more touch points for a consumer before they actually go to purchase so it's about how we track those movements about understanding the consumer journey and what touch points they're looking for along the way before they make a decision so that's definitely something that i want to do on like an education basis for like new clients imparting the knowledge that i've gained over the years like for how we execute these campaigns and why we do certain strategies and then also like educating the influencers as well because they are the other part of the deal here and then um, they're obviously executing the content and doing the campaign but it, some of them are really keen to understand on our side like what the client's looking for what the goals are from the campaign and whatnot so I think um, as the industry grows I'd love to kind of be one of the leaders um, at the forefront of it pioneering for data and pioneering for consumer psychology and then um, influencer involvement as well on that education too. Yeah that all sounds super exciting and you make a, a great point um, in regards to educating the influencers as well yeah. because I can imagine for the majority of influencers they began just posting the content that they yeah. like you and I might post what we're having for breakfast or what yeah. we're the weekend and they stumbled across building a following and the edge yeah. behind the business business model behind what they're doing exactly come as quite a shock and when there's people like yeah. you out there that are able to educate them and sort of help exactly realize the maturing industry and know how to succeed even further by understanding the business behind it exactly and it's like right now a lot of influencers that we work with it's kind of like you paid um you, you post that you've got to do or like and it's like a dead cut off like say for story frames um you're paying for four story frames and that's an absolute dead cut off Obvi it's obvious to us on the reports that we get that the influencers that over deliver so they give us earned media so like media that's not been contracted but extra and we often find their results are a lot higher in the reporting when we look at cost per engagement etc and that often means that we reactivate them in the future which means more work so obviously we have to make sure that people are paid fairly for their work but if we had influencers behind the scenes that understood the, the strategy of the campaign and what we're trying to achieve they might work a lot more harmoniously with what our goals are for the campaign and then in turn that drives them more um, revenue in the future so that's kind of where i want to get to with um what we'll be doing with the influencers in the future 
is to involve people a lot more. We're currently working on a really big brand ambassador campaign um, for one of our fashion clients. And we have had the um, celebrity influencer in the client's offices working really collaboratively behind the scenes to construct a super authentic brand ambassador partnership. And just by having the influencer super involved behind the scenes, knowing what's going on with that client, it's made it so much more organic and natural and that's how it's going to appear online. So that's what we want to push for in a lot of our other campaigns as well, is just getting the influencer involved and helping them to understand this industry that they're inevitably going to be a part of for many more years to come a shoot. Absolutely. I well, I can tell and the, the general consumer can definitely tell now when an influencer is truly invested and involved with the campaigns that... Yeah they're doing as obviously influence marketing has matured we can we can tell if somebody's just been sent some copy for yeah. email and said put this as the instagram caption and yeah. it's yeah it's really exciting that the the team that you're working with and the clients you're working with you're really aiding with that connection and yeah. making sure the brand and the influencers have an equal amount of say and then you're there to help sort of bridge the barrier of communication between the two yeah definitely like I've been saying this for years but like I truly believe like I hate boring hashtag ad posts like they they just they don't do anything for me everything that we do and everything I'm really passionate about is building a story a narrative and an authentic partnership between influencer and brand and that's something that I really want to push forward with um in 2022 and beyond is like changing the landscape of influencer changing the strategies that we use as you said it's not just people know when things are contrived they understand when someone's been sent a script or they're just posing with a product they've probably never even opened or used it's about how we create that authentic storytelling and reinstill people's trusts with influencers as well because obviously you know and with like a lot of like reality tv and things like that sometimes it's become a bit of like a, a funny term or you're an influencer but um yeah I want to kind of move away from that and get back to building really authentic um trustworthy campaigns yeah building those authentic campaigns rather than the the scripted the one-offs yeah, yeah. The one-offs, uh, that's I think is a great step towards breaking the stigma behind the term influencer that yeah. the green media kind of seem to latch on to um yeah and it's it that the stigma only remains when you see uh, an influencer posting one off of yeah of something that's not yeah. necessarily I, I don't want to name yeah it. something I know what you mean something yeah. that feels it mean. just feels contrived and yeah. like it's just not an authentic partnership yeah no fully agree <laughs> yeah, no and I think that the work you're doing and looking towards doing it sounds super exciting and you sound extremely yeah. passionate about yeah. all angles of everything that you're doing which is so yeah nice. I love it yeah I love the agency I love the industry it's so fun no two days are the same it's absolutely mental <laughs> I love it I love to hear other people speak so passionately about what they're doing and it does yeah. make you really excited for the future of the industry knowing that there's so much care and attention yeah. behind what you're Definitely. doing it's amazing
it was great to chat and catch up with Charlie, especially to learn more about her goals for the future and how she's motivated and driven by the way that the influencer marketing space is progressing. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in to all of our bonus episodes in recognition of Women's History Month. I hope that you enjoyed listening to them as much as I enjoyed chatting to some of the wonderful women within the influencer marketing space, both agency and creative side. We will be back to regular podcast scheduling next month, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favourite listening platform and also subscribe to our Talking Influence weekly newsletter that will be linked in the description below so that you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes and also news about our events, awards and upcoming exciting projects. Thank you again for tuning in.